If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, welcome to the A&N After Show. You got the whole trio this week. Hello. Leverage, Jackie Jing in the middle if you're if, if you're watching uh, Please forgot us. my name <laughs> who forgot your name um yeah, also real experience to the, here. to the far right is james beckett in yep. a nice blue shirt hi james i i had a i, I wore this shirt to work the other day mm-hmm. and i had a student um i wore khakis with it and i had a student tell me that i looked like perry the platypus and it um <laughs> it kind of destroyed me real. You're it like, kind of destroyed me. Yeah, because it's true. I can't. Even, I couldn't even deny it. I was yeah. like, God, I am For some reason, like I could see that kid saying it to James, and James just like sitting there in silence. Like, I did. I just went. <laughs> you don't even have a hat. <laughs> For the record, he doesn't have Perry the Platypus's hat. So, if I could wear a hat to work, I would. But yes. they don't let you wear hats. No, no hats. No hats. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. When I was in high school, I don't. I think there was a no hat rule. Yeah. What's the point of becoming a teacher if you can't like overthrow the dress code and wear hats? I mean, I do. I, I will say, uh, especially since I'm assuming that no one from my work is watching this. Um, I, as far as the dress code goes, my philosophy has always been um, I don't want to be the guy that is paying any attention to what my teenage students are wearing, especially yeah. the girls. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. All right. So these two uh, guys and these very random stories. Yeah. Jackie has been um, all over I know. since we last saw her. She was at uh, Anime Boston and yes. SoccerCon and yep. Hawaii, I think. Yep, all of the above. Yep. You're like the Carmen Sandiego of anime. Yeah. Pretty much. That was have intense. Ever, have you ever cosplayed Carmen Sandiego? You should. You could I should, that. and I have not. No, yeah. yeah like I, I, hat. I definitely pulled that off. Yeah. I, I need to do that um that anime boston was amazing it was um i hosted the industry panel for high dive and their eminence in uh shadow oh my god the eminence in shadow i like totally almost said darkness okay <laughs> i did my homework i promise i actually did yeah. love the show it's actually one of my first manga i have it like somewhere somewhere in that mess of anime stuff and 
near my headbands anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was super fun. Um, that show's great. And the voice actors were awesome. And uh, it was definitely kind of different for me. Cause it's like, it's a very well organized con and it wasn't like super stuffy. Like I never felt like I'm going to have a panic attack. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Recently, it was like a sardine with like, a yeah, it was like, um, just, I don't know, like a lot of space and nice. Um, and then actually soccer con, it was really open and spacious and cool as well. And oh, it's like, good went into a new convention center so that was really neat and um the yen press anime news network booth was amazing we were like literally rivaling um crunchy rolls so i was oh, like wow. proud of us yeah, yeah it looked really really good um and so and my big fat face is like on a on a uh like 18 screen. foot screen i think yeah like, it was great. 18 foot uh vertical screen to you know look like a giant mobile device and we got video content made of uh from our youtube channel and and yeah. TikTok and stuff so that was playing over jackie depending on how long you're at the booth though did you get tired of the sound of your own voice it's funny the volume wasn't up super loud okay, so like good. i could like it was but it was like in the mix of the convention noise i didn't really notice it i couldn't even hear what it was saying to be honest but it was really cool it was a great experience uh just a really intense travel experience my yeah. knees are still paying for it it was like five hours five hours like i'm mentally checked out but you know what we do it all for the love of anime we do and about loving anime i'm loving the shows that we're covering so. yeah. yeah yeah we're gonna be uh catching up on heavenly delusion and gun and witch for mercury this this week uh both series really intense this week a lot to talk about before we get to that though um this is jack was just talking about traveling i think now might be a good time to advertise our upcoming trip uh jackie and i will be flying out to Japan. Uh, I'll be spending about a week there. Jackie's going to hang out and go to some other places after I leave. But we're going to be writing a travel log, um, video logging everything uh, while we're in Tokyo. And then Jackie, I think after that, you're going to the Kansai area. Um, yeah, like that's Osaka. the plan. So it's not like super ironed out yet, but our Tokyo side of it is packed. Yes. Like, I'm so excited. Like, yeah. literally, uh, props to Richard and Mitsuru. I don't know if they listen or anything, but, like, they put together. Honestly, I was thinking we should write an article, which we'll be doing a bunch of content. But I was just, like, that It was, like, the dream anime trip, literally, mm. yeah. of Tokyo. Like, what we're going to do. Because we're just trying to hit up everything anime, essentially. So, mm -hmm. um, everyone who's watching, if you want, like, this great breakdown, we'll have to, we'll, we'll, we'll convert all of our spreadsheets and videos into something digestible. So. Yeah. 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 Um, so, just keep your eyes peeled for that. We're tentatively, tentatively branding under uh, Anime Aunties Do Japan. Um, I have been told this is not too cringe, and so we're going to go with that. It was the first idea that came to mind, and then um, I talked to a couple other of our uh, staff members to come up with ideas, and everyone stuck with aunties. So I guess we just, that's that's who we are now, Jackie. We're the anime aunties. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, look forward to that. we got interviews coming out of that. We're going to be touring um, a studio while we're there, um, going to some museums, going to see Giant Gundam, all that other kind of stuff. So uh, just look out for that. It'll be taking over the website May 13th, 14th. May 14th is probably when stuff will start getting up. We'll be jet lagged really bad on the 13th. So uh, <laughs> don't expect anything to go up. Um, Your brains will literally be in the future. Yes. <laughs> yes. I fly out 6 a.m. 
Pacific and land approximately five p- or 6 p.m. Pacific on, fr- on a Friday, land about 5 p.m. on Saturday. Um, because that's how far in the future that, that trip makes you go. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So with that out of the way, uh, let's talk about Heavenly Delusion first. Uh, Jackie, before we get started, you know, you weren't here last week when we talked about the first three episodes. So do you just want to kind of give us your initial impressions before we break into whatever the hell was going on in episode four? Yeah. um, Yeah. So I was saying this before the show started that like, I think it's like one of the most compelling and creative and interesting anime that I've watched in a while. I I just feel like I haven't seen anything like it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it gives me vibes of a lot of like great anime. I, I really get Akira vibes. Um, but I don't know. It's just like creepy and super weird. And I j- it just is raising a lot of question marks, which makes me want to stay and watch it more post-apocalyptic, a creepy like school doing, I don't even know, experimentation on who knows what, you know, like, it's just like kind of just got all these like wild plots that are, are brewing. And, um, honestly like the first episode was pretty intense the second episode i was like did not see that coming at all Mm -hmm. um and then this third one like i was just like what am i watching like (laughs) yeah you know like so i was just like so far it's just been like this incredibly insane ride and um i i'm also watching this season vinland saga and um obviously which mercury which we're going to be talking about later and like i really love both of those but they're they're quite like formulaic um mind you they have some like really great twists and turns you know that i love and i'd love to get into that later but um i think what i what i really like about heavenly delusion is that it's just like nothing i've seen before Mm -hmm. out of the three it's probably my least favorite but it's like i'm definitely tuning in every week like i i'm not i don't want to miss it you know what i mean like i'm like Mm -hmm. as soon as i know it's dropped i'm like okay and it's not like a drag like when you guys assigned me birdie wing and i was like (laughs) you mean you're not staying caught up with season two why didn't everybody love birdie wing like literally i was like oh okay like whatever and then like i see it all over people's stories like every time they go golfing anything so i'm like you know what i'm I might need to revisit it. Maybe I just need to give it more of a chance after the like vampire snake girl or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What's most interesting about that statement is that, you know, people who golf. So. I know. I'm like, who are these people? (laughs) Who are these millennials golfing? Now, Lindsay. Millennial otakus are out golfing. Are we talking like actual like 18 holes or are they doing like top golf? Well, it it was Warren Moore from uh from Crunchyroll okay. and then the other one's my friend Brittany Johnson who is um a gamer so mm, like okay. I guess it was like you know they're around my age but then yeah. they're also very much in our fields so yeah yeah those are the ones who golf James what's top golf I only oh, know do they, do they not have top golf where you guys are I don't um, know it's uh how do I describe it it's like a driving range mixed with a, a giant ski ball thing so um, it's basically golf for people that cannot or are not interested in golfing. It's like a giant like driving range field, but um, the balls have these little chips in them. And um, the whole field has like these little targets that are worth different points. So imagine like a ski ball, like. Okay. Thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You and your friends just dr- drink a bunch and, and try to hit the balls and score the most points 
uh, while you're like hanging out under like a under thing and eating food and it's it's fun it's cool okay i uh, that it's, does it's, sound it's, like it's something really I would popular try. Like, yeah 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 but no i've never heard of that before yeah so yeah heavenly delusion super strange another really strange episode uh last week uh we left uh kiruko and maru they were on a ship like a fishing it looked like a fishing vessel but it had a bunch of cargo on it that was coming um from the uh tomato farm big air quotes they're growing marijuana uh tomato farm and way better than tomatoes so, <laughs> so th that's what was you know they were hanging out on there they we got kiriko's backstory about how he is really haruki in his sister's body and has some you know uh questionable feelings about about his sister his sister um so you know that that's going on and we ha we didn't see much of the on the school side of things last episode and it kind of mm -hmm. switches up this time where now um they're facing off against the fish monster man eater on the boat and tokyo and uh cuckoo decide to follow up on that comment about how babies don't have faces by sneaking into uh going up the wall through an air vent and sneaking into the nursery again heavy air quotes um also before we get into going it, up the wall we mean a straight up spider-man wall yes spider -Man so do they each have mute mutant abilities or something something like that, like that. okay um it's implied but not really explained in this episode that tokyo what or perhaps all the children i'm not yeah. well i think no just tokyo no, i think it's just tokyo can be go invisible I don't know if it's when they, they all have still. different abilities. Yeah, but we see multiple times that Tokyo doesn't show up on camera. Yeah, and I didn't know because it didn't on the camera. It didn't even show like Cuckoo screwing with the vent. So yeah, I I thought maybe like she has like no, not ESP EMP like or something like she like can, she like, can mess with the cameras. Yeah, it's an yeah. electrical thing. Yeah, um, I was so happy because they escaped, and then that little weird baby thing was like. Tokyo. And I was like, oh. No. And the footprint. And Don't I mean, I have I have some general theories about what we saw in this episode. Because I feel like generally both plot lines are pretty straightforward. Like we have mm -hmm. we have the fish fight and we have the infiltration of the you know walled off area um with Tokyo and Cuckoo. Um and I guess the, the big point is, yeah, there's no, babies don't have, babies really don't have faces. Um, or, or bottom halves. Or bottom <laughs> Babies halves. don't have a lot of things. What was coming out of that baby's head? It was like. I they was kind like, of oh, like head tent, little head nubby tentacles uh, or something. Yeah, right? it was, that was not a cute. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know if that's mean to say. I'm going to show it, by the way, the weird baby thing. Um, It's kind of gross looking, so heads up. I, was say, I didn't know if this counted as, like, gore, because, I mean, maybe right? that's just how its legs look. But that ain't Dude, that that be is coming not, out of anybody. That so is are, not good to look at. That's yeah. making me really uncomfortable. Yeah, That's a Made in Abyss level body hold. Yeah, that, that is gave me very strong Made in Abyss no, vibes. Uh, I'm only going to leave it up for a second, because it is really gross but the thing i want to point out and then is our that, stream went down okay <laughs> right um <laughs> is that the the heads look like the man eaters right mm. so if i go back to oh, jackie's why did i just put that together 
Yeah, if I go back to the fish, you can see it, little... the eyeball. Yes! Similar thing. And the fish has more of a head than some of the other man eaters we've seen. Like the man yeah, Unfortunately. That... Yeah. I hated, hated oh that. my gosh, they turn <laughs> the kids into man eaters. This is where I'm going with this. So we see the infants look that way, right? And then we have Takao, who is that kid who doesn't have an infectious disease, who's got like leprosy style spots oh gosh, all over them so bad for that kid oh. and then you and then okay and here here's like another illusion that we get during it so we've already seen that the boy who draws like he drew this exact fish monster and we don't know mm -hmm. like how that works but they also did i think a specific uh juxtaposition between the way the cuckoo uh climbs up the walls really rapidly with her hands and feet and we see a similar climbing action coming from this heart. fish monster yeah so, oh, yeah. All up and down. so my general like thought at this point is that and james alluded to this in the last episode that maybe these timelines aren't happening at the same time like the kids in the wall that could be earlier in time compared to uh what's going on with kiriko and um uh maru oh yeah i mean oh, maru God. is definitely trying to look for to tokyo but we don't necessarily know for a fact that these are happening at the same time if they're not, I think Cuckoo is the fish monster. I was just gonna say, yeah, Cuckoo the fish that monster. Could definitely that's, that's 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 like... awful. That sucks. I mean, no, that's that's cool as far as writing goes, but yeah, but it's I, sad. Well, one of the things that I liked about sad. this episode was up until now, I, I didn't really care a lot about the school plot. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like fine, um, but we just hadn't gotten enough of it to have any emotional investment and this yeah. was the first time where i was like oh i like these kids i want them to turn out okay um, yeah and I don't, yeah. I don't think they're gonna turn out okay Lindsay and jackie i think they're gonna i think they're gonna get turned into weird goopy monster things yeah i'm what i'm wondering if you're like being kind of bred for that don't know why but obviously like if the infants are the same as the kids then we could assume that these kids are being manufactured or something in some way to have these certain powers and then maybe like the monsters might be rejects and they throw them out of the wall after you know into the outside world afterwards or something i don't know there's still like a lot of that's a good that's a good theory that they're like rejects or they're yeah actually that's a pretty good theory because i was like why else would they throw them out there just to like terrorize people you know what i mean because they're definitely trying to like raise them under specific conditions because they're not teaching them anything about sex or like romance or affection or anything right like the the kids aren't exposed to that at all and you see the adults that basically just survey them um, yeah. because they're they're cared for by robots most of the time right except for uh the sick kid who has had interactions with like a doc like two doctors or something but otherwise you don't really see adults around um other than like they're watching them through the cameras and when the two girls are kissing uh they say well i wonder what led them to do that we didn't teach them about that so obviously mm. that like they're controlling their environment to a degree where they're not uh they don't have any knowledge about uh sex or attraction or any of that kind of stuff about their bodies um 
because they don't care they're gonna turn them into monsters right well i'm almost just wondering if the monster thing is like a a a puberty thing i I was thinking the same thing i'm like is this is that like they don't want to trigger the you know the like the minute they start getting too touchy feely, they're gonna sprout more limbs and turn into fish or something, or something, or it's and, just uh, well. And uh, what's his name? Takao. There was that. I thought it was kind of odd, not odd, but it was noteworthy that he was like reaching out and like really trying to make out with uh, Tokyo. Tokyo, yeah. Um, as he was like getting all sick and, and gross. No offense to the yeah. kid, but you know he he looked like he felt sick and gross. But um, maybe that was like. Maybe they're like symptomatic, right? Like once you hit puberty, that's mm-hmm. like when this stuff starts to happen. Yeah, possibly. Definitely. Yeah, um, I do remember the pattern. Like, hey, blah, blah, blah. like very. Someone said that it gives Promise Neverland vibes. Like, totally. Like, there's this like you reach an age and something happens. But are the kids going to? Well, maybe that's why Cuckoo and Tokyo were searching around and like you know being curious and and stuff like that because yeah, it's not right. Yeah. Well, yeah. They there's just like the vibe is is starting to feel off. And Cuckoo just seems more like interested in exploring and doesn't seem to have much of a regard for like rules or what she's. Cuckoo's just a little rascal. <laughs> yeah, just kind of rascal. But Tokyo seems to feel like something's off and. Then that segment ends with uh, the sick kid telling Tokyo, you know, you need to run away. So, like, there's there's just... And I kind of got the impression, too, that uh, the boy that draws all the time, he seems older. But doesn't he... I don't know why I have an impression that he's also a little bit sickly. Like, maybe he's starting... I I think he's definitely... I mean, he's caught up. Because so he knows about sex and intimacy right like he yeah, he has he some was, extra information oh yeah. he does okay so well, i feel like he's maybe him about it oh uh, yeah, yeah well, remember they're under the the gazebo yeah she yeah confessed uh their feelings to mm-hmm. him and then he reciprocated he was like well i'd want it to be you too i might have missed the exact line did, did they actually yeah, bring no up, he, like, he said like it's only natural that you would like yeah. eventually want to like be intimate with someone and touch them and, and oh, okay. post them Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So he, yeah. uh, to me, it seems like he's he's meant to be older. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if like maybe like, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where like if you reach a certain age, and you don't turn into a monster or whatever happens, right? You don't get this disease that Takao got. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they sort of recruit you into whatever the larger thing there is that they're doing. Is yeah, like, isn't that also how it works in the Giver? Yeah, well, I mean, in the giver, you in the giver, you're sort of in the giver, you're basically not really aware of the, the breadth and scope of your actions unless you have like access to empathy, which is what like oh. the main guy gets because of his okay. giver powers. You okay, know? okay, um, it's been a long like, time since I read just, that book. Me too, I, I could be misremembering, but I've read that book a few times, and if I remember right, like it's not necessarily like it's a secret that they're mm-hmm. like being super sketchy and weird. It's mm-hmm. just that n- most people just don't think anything of it. Like mm-hmm. they're just conditioned to be like, yeah, this is what we do. Um, but the main guy, because he like can sympathize and empathize and see colors and all that huge. Right. Yeah. He I, remember the I don't, don't want to kill babies. <laughs> I yeah. want to be a baby saver. Oh yeah. Uh, Nick in the chat says in the giver, they give them drug to suppress sexual desire. So there is right, still that right, right, going right. on. So, um, I'm trying to remember if they they haven't brought up anything with drugs in this show, have they? Like, 
giving not that I like, a, like giving the kids pills every yeah. morning or I don't yes yeah. I don't think so okay. okay something's happening to them though it's like this you know well, well I mean they're something's not right yeah they're probably giving Taka something in the hospital you know he's all poked up to IVs and all yeah that that's true yeah. yeah um but it does seem like this current group that we're following right now we're all sort of reaching uh pu puberty together because I, I actually felt like um bowl cut guy shiro is that his name yeah I think, I okay think i'll remember so. that because it's kind of the same color as his hair shiro is, yeah. is white um i thought his whole thing with mimi hime felt like almost excruciatingly accurate to how like this is a kid who has he's never seen a movie with smooching in it, you know, he's, mm -hmm. he hasn't read any books with any of that kind of information, but he's starting to feel out, you know, having versioning feelings. Um, I know the, the way he articulated it was like, it was so painful, but I was like, this is how, like, how else would you express that? Where it's like, I want to like touch you and, and lick you. And the, <laughs> she's like, you mean eat me? And he's like, no, I don't want to eat you. Cause then you would die and be, Oh, and it's like, I guess that's when you really break down like the way that a lot of humans express affection, it is yeah. kind of like, I mean, that is kind of. Yeah. Like, it's probably like really confused. I would imagine I it's very real. Yeah. yeah. It's very real. Yeah. Even, even kids our age and I don't know if things have changed now, but like, even when we were going through this and we had sex ed classes, it wasn't mm -hmm. like we were like really paying attention or like we're fully understanding what was going on. I feel like that was a particularly like cringe moment, but I feel like a lot of that stuff, like, and even seeing like the two girls kiss and stuff like that, I was like, this is light. This is yeah, that's They have these urges and then they're like, what's going on here? Yeah, especially with the girls, because the first time, uh, the first time we saw it, it just, you know, it was just a kiss, but I feel like the second time around, we also saw them like kind of giggle and like hug each other after afterwards mm -hmm. and i don't know as um obviously this varies from person to person but sort of like and i don't know if this also varies by gender so i guess this is just completely anecdotal what i know based on my own experience like when you reach about 12 to 14 i feel like light experimentation like that just with a friend is also really normal because you tr you have a trusting relationship you're very open and you talk to one another but also you're starting to like feel these urges and you might not even have specific attraction to that friend, but it's like, yeah, I wonder what it would to, feel like to, to kiss somebody. What, yeah. yeah. To figure out what you're about. You're like, I don't, what is this even? Yeah. 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 It very much reminded me. Well, isn't of that, that. I mean, isn't that like yeah, a whole like subgenre of like Judy Bloom books? Like, you know, like, you know, the, that age of like experimentation and kind of discovering yourself. And I seem I to remember. So, yeah. There's, like, I haven't a lot read of a lot of Judy Bloom though. I haven't either. Those were like kind of forced on us when we were younger. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. They were yeah. for some for our age because they're like, read Judy Bloom, read Judy Bloom. I was like, all right, I'm gonna read Choose Your Own Adventure. Catch you later. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give yourself goosebumps, baby. That's yeah. yeah exactly. I was, I was all about goosebumps. I remember third grade. It was like uh, Mouse in the Motorcycle, mm -hmm. um, like the Ramona books. Like those were oh all like. Did you guys read those books where it was like my PE teacher is a small monster? My son did, which means oh they still God, have him reading those. So yeah. much. I was obsessed. And obviously, Lindsay, I don't know about you. I was definitely on the American Girls kick. I was a Samantha girl. Oh, okay. I had friends who were into that, but I didn't really read those either. My wife my wife has told me many stories of collecting American Girl dolls. Or I, my family wasn't wealthy enough to collect the dolls. The dolls yeah. and the clothes, they would come They're in the expensive. mail and I would just be like, 
She was more about the books, but she had a couple yeah. of the dolls. Yeah, I may have read like one in fourth grade or something, yeah. but I, I read a lot of the Goosebump books and then I kind of moved up R.L. Stein. So I went from Goosebumps to Fear Street. Mm-hmm. Um, you're all crazy. I was too scared of the Goosebump books. Yeah, I was reading, I was reading, uh, uh, speaking of like the sex ed, right? Or like the, when you're a kid and you're just trying to figure things out. Uh, mm-hmm. I started reading Stephen King when I was like nine. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. so, and some of the stuff in those books, I was like, oh, is, yeah. this, what, is this what adults do? Is that like, what? what I okay. Think in early middle school when I read Carrie, but I did try to read it over a summer when I was like 10. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Like they drop, they drop slurs in there like crazy, and there's a whole orgy. I didn't finish okay. it. I didn't get to the. Oh this gosh, I was like, that is. I would be like a ten year old reading that. I'd be like, whoa, I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. okay, that probably should not have happened, but yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I felt like their depiction of of kids just sort of stumbling through this part of life was pretty accurate. Um, just well, kind of that, in the same way that um, monsters afterwards. It's the same way that we talked about with the, the, I don't know what we call it, the 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 self therapy that uh, Kiriko was um, going through after the brain swapping and the body swapping. Oh right, um, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, parallels it, it, that. It, it, like it feels even when it's uncomfortable and not necessarily like how how things would normally go in a world that wasn't a weird post-apocalyptic slash creepy school wasteland it it does feel like okay this kind of feels like how a a, a a young person would potentially react in a situation like this yeah where it's like you know what like what's going on what do you do like how do you react to a, a new body or a body that's changing and you don't have any frame of reference no no one is telling you what's going on no one is yeah you know yeah um, one more thing before I move on to, to Gundam. Did anyone have any ideas about the robot? I figure that's like the that's the AI so that's like creepy. running the whole right. is it like a person that got like computer computer tron? Like it's... they moved it, they moved someone's brain into that into that you think body. so? Well, I mean that would that would be a good idea, Jackie, because we're thinking the same thing happened between the siblings, so there's no reason to say that yeah. that hasn't gone beyond that and something similar is going also, on that here. AI, AI was sassy AF. Yeah. <laughs> that, that yeah. AI was like, just because you, I forgot what the line was exactly, but basically they were like, oh, well, do you know where the kids are? Then she's like, do you know if like something in your body's off? Like, do you know exactly what it is or something, you know, or something? Right. Like, yeah. Oh no, AI sassy. Um, <laughs> on another note, when do we see like an old lady is like the villain like in the like it's always like some old dude so i was like it's an old lady this time yeah. and i'm kind of excited yeah. about it honestly yeah the she only other as fuck but yeah. yeah the only other old ladies i can think of in similar positions are like from spirited away with the witch oh and, yeah true, true okay. yeah and then i'm trying to think of of any others but no nothing i, I feel like i can picture I don't know if it's like a type, but I feel like I can picture like this, almost this exact haircut, right? Like this sort yeah. of mid-length white hair. Bob. Um, yeah. yeah. Not necessarily evil, but like, 
you know, distant, aloof. I feel like yeah. the visual shorthand is very much like guarded, aloof, reserved, hiding mm-hmm. things. And the bob hair is very a futuristic. It's used in mm-hmm. a lot of like sci-fi. Yeah. have like sure. a severe bob. I bet her and Prospera would get along. They seem to be cut from the same cloth, right? Uh, I'm also wondering if like this robot is like an incubator of some sort because it looks like it's got a big belly. It's like a, it's like a frog face. Dude, right? yeah. That creates oh, babies. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. She's just popping out weird little tadpole things. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, I, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That is terrifying. Imagine if you're like, what if she like, and obviously this is there's like four totally chambers behind her too. But she yeah. like came up with the technology and then they moved her brain into this and then she was able to produce it. Or it's something like Made in Abyss where like some child, one of the kids like has this ability to create these. So then they're like to make it more mass produced, they do this. Yeah. Also the symbol yeah. above Mina. I wasn't like prepared to think about your MUA today. I wasn't prepared to, to recall that. Oh man. Yeah. Let the so, kids be anime. Let the kids live their lives. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So much. You know what? Up. Nothing's happened. Nothing. Well, actually, a lot of terrible things have happened. I was like, nothing ter- nothing made an abyss level. Ha- and then I was like, well. Well, they aren't eating the baby yet. So it's not quite at me. When I when when um when Kiriko, I don't even, so is Kiriko the name of the boy that got eaten and not it, the sister's name, right? I don't it's know. A, it's a combination of the boy and girl's name. So the girl's okay. name was Kiriko and the mm. boy's name was Haruki. And so combined together, uh, it's, so it's Kiriko. Kiriko. Okay, I got it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when the little boy's getting eaten, I was like, like that. I don't know. That was just a yeah. good to watch. And also... Um, you know, her like crying and holding him. I was just like, dude, holding this his, is his torso. wildly. Yeah, that was like super heavy. Mm-hmm. And also when the mom was protecting the man eater, thinking that it had absorbed her child, which like we all knew was wrong. We we're like, yeah. no, dude, this mom's bad idea. Your <laughs> did not absorb your kid. Like, yeah, and it's we we all knew, but it was just like so sad because like they live in this post-apocalyptic world. She's so lonely and she lost her sons. It's probably like some awful like trauma response you know what i mean but i was like this is this is intense like this is yeah. super heavy yeah. you know so we'll see what happens next yeah yeah uh i want to go out by saying that they destroyed the fish monster using dank weed so oh. just you know yeah why did they legalize it japan legalize it what? Was that like a thing? Was it a weed delivery boat? Like, I'm so confused. Like, I mean, they're, just, they're just smuggling weed. You know. Is it even smuggling? We don't even know if there's like I a guess government true. anymore. Yeah. Well, could just true. Be, people want the weed and they it's grow true. it and then it comes on this boat to where they're taking it to. Um, I would want weed if the world had ended. Are you kidding me? I would, I would need some weed. It's yeah. done. Yeah, just, you know. Um. By the way, Sumo said, I'm pretty sure Mina is the one behind manipulating the kids to act out like with the picture and the security alarm all by design. Okay. Um, oh, so, so maybe when, when Mina was like, was um, being evasive, it was because she's behind it. It has some, like, there's some like schemes going on. That yeah, would that... make sense because, okay. So with, to elaborate on the alarm that Sumo brought up. So Cuckoo and Tokyo infiltrate the incubator room and it, seems like it sh- it trips an alarm that will bring the adults to find them in there and then there's a fake out because the alarm actually says that there's an intruder in a completely different room um, mm. i forget what the name of the room was called um so they all head there instead 
but there was nothing that we could see in that room. Then again, the cameras have also been acting up the whole time. So maybe there was a different kid in there and we have no idea, or maybe no one was in there, in which case the AI would have lied to the human mm -hmm. adults to cover for Tokyo and Cuckoo for some reason, but we don't, um, That'd be kind of cool, really a, a benevolent AI. You don't see yeah. that a whole lot. In yeah, that. you That's don't kind of usually. Yeah, it would be interesting to have like the AI actually evaluate that the adults are wrong and want to free the children or something. Mm. That would the AI that would be... is more human than the humans. Right? Mm, yeah, that would be yeah. quite the point to make. Yeah, so um, okay. yeah, that's kind of it for Heavenly Delusion this week. Um, I'm gonna be watching the show until the end, and yep. I'm I'm like this close to just ordering all the manga. Well, I'm just I'm oh, I'm wondering if this is is this going to be one of those situations where because we're this is what episode four yes so we're like a, a quarter of the way through already is this going to be one of those situations where it's going to end with like eighty percent of the story left to go and it's going to be an agonizing wait or do we that's my biggest worry is yeah. that it's going to plant all these really cool seeds and ask all these cool questions, but then it's going to be like, maybe we'll go to sequel in two or three years or seven or two. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to find out. Um, I would be really, if it does that, then I am just buying all the manga. Like, the manga is still going, right? It's not done. I think so. Yeah. Um, I'd have to double check for sure. I, think in English there's like five or six volumes out right now okay. but there's more in Japan so okay. with that said are either of you watching Vinland Saga? Oh yes James is. Okay James yeah, yeah. yeah. so good so good dude <laughs> Lindsay uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you it's okay I just, I, want to, I just want to get a tattoo of Thorfinn somewhere like on my on my arm or my back and just like have his his dude. Uh, so basically, did you Lindsay? Do you know a little bit about Vinland Saga? You know who Thorfinn is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know like, his main deal, yeah. To like skip a bunch of amazingness, um, it is like the closest thing to Berserk I've seen like in a while. Like it's just yeah. like very dark and like really touches like on like humanity and i don't know like uh, and just being awful to human beings um which isn't like the, what i like about it but what i like about it is that it's like thorfinn's like journey to find himself and like um basically you know you probably knew him in the first season as being like murderous vengeful angry like all these like super negative emotions right yeah. the second season starts and he's like completely flipped the script and he's a slave and he's super you know submissive and does not take like action at all does not use violence at all mm -hmm. and um you're kind of like why you know like you're i don't know about you james the beginning of the season i was like what happened here you know what i mean yeah. i mean um, i i, I kind of got it just because of especially with the way they introduced kind of einar like the the showing the flip side of like the victims of the kind of soldiers that I know is best boy, by the he's, way. He's you too good. He's too good of a boy. In love with him. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. So I know is the guy off. that falls in love with a woman, finds out that she's already married and says, what can I do to get you two back together? I will literally Aww. do anything Aww. because your, your happiness is the only thing that matters to me. And it's he's like, super yes. handsome and smart yes. and like, you know, not saying that like that, you know, it changes anything, but it's like, you know, like she would, you know, they could have been, you know, a couple or something, you know, yeah. but then it's like, he doesn't even, he doesn't even see that, you know, like. It's um, kind of crazy that, um, that we, cause we were talking about the, that, um, attack on Titan villain saga comparison piece. 
And in like in just the most recent episode, there was literally a scene where almost word for word, Thorfinn said, I wonder, like, I wonder what's out there across the sea. Except he's his thinking is maybe there we can finally find a world where no one has to pick up a sword. Oh so it's yeah. like he's diametrically yeah. in a, like the anti-Aaron, where he's like, I want to build a world where people are good to each other, even if yeah. it is hard and painful and it's like Lindsay, oh, the best episode though is like he's has these really awful nightmares mm -hmm. and when he has that nightmare james with um who's the name of the guy who kidnapped him and like Asco oh ask when he's Ascalon, like dangling yeah. dangling over hell above the he's like you, he all sees all killed. of the he so basically you know he's like tortured by these dreams and it, there's this like full-blown like skeleton zombie war beneath him and he literally sees some of his comrades down there and then like he and he's like does not want to fall into it right because it's like bloody war and like monsters right mm -hmm. and he's like hanging onto this like cliff essentially for dear life and then Askeladd's like basically like this is where you're gonna end up you know what I mean like with all these these warriors who are just like endlessly caught in war and like it, it never rests and then all of a sudden the zombies start piling up and they start clawing at him and bringing him down and he's like these are all the people you've killed and you like oh you lost your father mm -hmm. But like you killed fathers, you killed brothers, you killed. So I'm getting chills even like seeing this you. And it was yeah. so well done because like yeah. the zombies are like, like it's like scary, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like straight berserk scary, you know. Like uh, I love, I love the berserk like um, manga um, art, you know. And it was, it, it looked for me, I felt like those vibes. But like the craziest thing is like you've seen him going through this whole journey to like fast forward um so just like james said the the whole romance thing he's trying to help the um his like slave crush like get back with her original husband and like there's this like baddie like really badass warrior guy who kind of like oversees all of the slaves and like he sees thorfinn like trying to help this uh her husband escape like her former husband es escape and like thorfinn has to decide like am i gonna be violent and like save this man and and you know like and, and so like and that's when it ends and literally the guy comes at him and thorfinn you know and then the thing is that they all think thorfinn is like this subservient like slave who has no military training so when like snake who's like it, and you like snake right james like i don't i i kind of like he's, like he's the not show does a good job of of showing that the individual people aren't necessarily evil even when they're living in in a, in a system that is kind of yeah and Lindsay, the up. best part is Askeladd comes and like puts his arm around Thorfinn and he's like what are you gonna do because you're fighting for something that's right but he's fighting for something that's right too you know and so yeah. and literally like Thorfinn's just like you know trying to avoid this guy like killing him and then like Askeladd's in his head like just like taunting him you know and oh, it was man. honestly like I was like People are sleeping on Vinland Saga, and we could get all into this Netflix anime death. Oh God, it like chills. It's on Crunchyroll too, though. That's important to know. It, it is. is. That's it true. Is. Yeah, because yeah. I sometimes bounce back and forth, James. Because sometimes the dubs, and I, I go back and forth between watching the dub and sub. Like it just kind of like if I want to put it on the background or not. But sometimes the dubs are like out earlier on one, and sometimes I don't know. Like maybe I'm they have different casts. Actually, Do they really. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a whole, it's a it's a weird situation. The Crunchyroll <laughs> dubcast is different from the Netflix dubcast. It's very, it's very weird. Yeah, I know, yeah. Chris, I know Chris Sabat is Snake in one of them because I was like yeah. Chris Sabat. Okay, I did not know they're different. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, 
because I have no words for that. Whole there's a whole story because there were allegations that came out against one of the Thorfinn voice actors, the one for Crunchyroll, not the one that's on Netflix. And so, um, yeah, that's just kind of been like a whole thing. I, I didn't know there were two different casts until I was writing that story, and I was like, oh, there's actually like the actor that's playing Thorfinn on Crunchyroll and the actor that's playing Thorfinn on Netflix. Wow. And they're not the same. Yeah. So. Yeah. The anime has a lot going on, and yeah. so does the casting, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah. um, Lindsay, you got to get on Vinland Saga. Been I do. You have time. It, it's yeah. like, even us telling you all that, I'm telling you, when you watch that episode with Askeladd and he's like looking down and like they're all clawing at him, you're like, you're like crying, you're angry, <laughs> you're like all these emotions. I was yelling at my screen. Yeah, it's, like, I mean, no, it's, yeah, I was just him. like, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those shows we're reviewing it like every week. I'm like, uh, oh, four out of five, four and a half out of five. Out of, like, I, 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 it's gotten to the point where I've forgotten what it's like for the show to not be consistently one of the best things I'm watching at any given oh, moment. Wow. Okay. Even, yeah. even in the episodes where not a lot happens, like, uh, in, in this most recent episode, the first half of the episode is basically kind of recapping what happened in the last episode and I was glued to my seat. I was like, oh, <laughs> like I've already like, watched all this, but I'm going to yeah. do it again. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, How are they going to escape? Because there's literally like, it's Thorfinn, Einar and Arnhai. I can't say her name. The, the Vikings names are tough for me. And then the best part is there's like this old man who's helping them too. And so it's just like the motley crew against like this super strong army and you're just like there's no way like they're just it's so an anime that is definitively against the institution of slavery so that's yeah. always a plus that's yeah. always a plus that's sad that yeah. we need to even say that but right. like yeah for real but yeah it's it's uh it's been really good um to switch gears uh mercury which mercury james has been hyping the show forever i ignored it was like cool whatever um it's so good dude so i had to binge watch this and Lindsay, you were touting it too but mm -hmm. i think like james yeah. was like really praising it like i i don't know when it, the first season came out or we're, or we're in like, the second i like that nice. and yeah. so i had to binge watch it to catch up with all of y'all and i'm like very i was like if this is some birdie wing situation i gotta watch like 12 episodes <laughs> I mean, Bird, birdie wing is basically just golf gundam but it is crazy. honestly to be honest i was like now i know why they like birdie wing because like i could see parallels for sure um but yeah i was this show was dark though. yeah like and y'all know i like dark oh, this so episode I, like, I thought it was like i mean i knew and i knew gundam was dark but i guess mm -hmm. like i i hate to say this but like for some reason the mecca i was always just kind of like it just seemed like kiddier to me i don't know why like which is i i totally made a mistake you know because this is this is super dark i i love the romance um between the main character and the silver-haired like princess girl i just like just think they're so cute mm -hmm. one of the best moments in anime i've seen in a long time when um he, she's chasing after her and then she's like hugs her remember when like oh um, right when they're yeah when, when they're in the, on the phone and she's like i you know it was like one of the best scenes like yeah. I, I literally like i was like happy crying and sad crying it was like it was amazing and then um it's just so sad and we're, we're specifically talking about what happens with ghoul who like what an amazing arc because he's so detestable at the beginning yeah and then he's just like sad you're like oh my god you're just disappointing everyone just like get out of here and then <laughs> and then he's like and then i knew i'm like he gets in the thing and i'm happy because like he's annoying but we're a little attached to him right so we want yeah. him to escape right yeah. like so i'm happy he's escaping and then i'm like wait is his dad 
chasing him right now. And then I was like, oh God, I was like, I don't think his dad knows. I was like, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he knows. And then I was just like processing all that. And then I was like, well, there's no way, there's no way one of them is going to kill the other. And then all of a sudden it happened. And I was like, I'm like getting gutted, like thinking about, it. I was like, don't do that to this kid. Like <laughs> I know. this kid got humiliated, like in front of everybody. His like dad, like demoted him. He was like trying to like d make do for himself in any way, shape or form. And then like this happens. Like I was just like, this is just, this is awful. You know, mm -hmm. like don't well, I, do I think my, one of my favorite things in this episode, and it's going to sound weird, but when Ghoul, um, when he, he saw the corpse of, um, I can't remember Little the girl. guy's name. Well, no. No, oh, no, Bessie. no. His name was Bessie. Bessie, right. Bessie. Mm -hmm. Um, and he like he he vomits and he just gets like um overwhelmed with like disgust and fear. And I, I honestly love that moment, not because I was oh, happy yeah, about yeah. the vomiting and the death, but because it reminded me that the show has done a really good job of emphasizing the fact that these are just kids. Mm -hmm. And up until now, they've literally just been playing games. Like yeah. at at the school, they I mean, their Gundams were set to be non-lethal. Yeah. And it was all just for bravado. And, like, all the ways that Ghoul sucked were the ways that, like, a douchey rich kid sucked. But he was still just a kid. Yeah. But now that he's, like, in the thick of actual war, his humanity is, I think, the show's done a really good job of emphasizing that, like, none of them were ready for this at all. Right. No, right. None I thought of them. The, Earth, uh, the Earthians were killing real students. I was like... Cause that's what I mean. Like, I guess Gundams always seem like I knew, I knew, I, I don't, I'm not super heavy into, into Gundam lore or anything, but like, I don't know, for some reason I just didn't take it as being that heavy. And then when the Earthians came in and they were like killing kids in the school, I was like, these are kids, yeah, you know, and they're supposed to be playing this fun little game where they have little duels, you know? And, mm -hmm. and it's like, and I know that there's like heaviness with the duels, but I was like, the whole Earthian yeah. thing was just so, so, that like, this whole arc with the three girls, I, and then one of them's dead now. Like, I was yep. just like... So, well, oh in this God. episode, I the whole thing is like, about, you kind of get it. You kind of yeah. get why the Earthians are so mad after this like, episode. Yeah. Like, oh, my oh, gosh. Oh. And then, um, oh, my gosh, what am I blanking on? The prince, and he, like, has <laughs> decoys, <laughs> and they, like, copy his face. Oh, or, Elon, it, Elon, yeah, yeah, and then that yeah. poor one like gets attached to the main character, and then they just kill him because he fails. And I was just like, I hate this show. It's like <laughs> so, it's so brutal. Like that's so yeah. unfair, you know. Like, I, but I guess that's what's brilliant about the show is like life is super unfair. They live in this like really hostile world, um, and they are they're so young, they're kids. And I do, I definitely agree with you, James. Like when he was throwing up, I was kind of happy they did that because they sometimes they just act like people would be okay with um corpses killing people and seeing dead yeah. people and i'm like i don't it's not like that you know yeah. like it's not like that so like yeah. i don't know i personally am like super excited for this character um and to see what happens also it's just like so sad the dad and he's like looking at his son smiling at him like underneath the like rubble i was just like, like i was, I was shocked right how far this episode went like not just killing kids but like on screen like really kind of rubbing our faces in it like no like the people dying are mostly kids <laughs> like it's oh my like, god like the entire okay we're gonna probably go character by character here in a minute but the entire thing of like ghoul deciding he's gonna save that girl because he doesn't know what he wants to do with himself he doesn't know you know what's going on but she reminds him of himself because she just wants her dad back too and so when she's injured he's the one who pulls her out of the rubble notably it's not the guy who lost his own kid in a similar situation he 
he's abandoned his his empathy and emotionality so he can fight in a war. But Ghoul mm -hmm. hasn't. So he digs that girl out, carries her on his back, you know, goes into the mobile suit, vomits because there's a corpse inside. He's going to, like, get in the cockpit because there's still power and zoom up and maybe find somewhere. And she still dies in there. And we see her her. Lifeless, that was totally it was so intense i was yeah. just you know oh yeah. you're just talking about i just I, I just feel so bad for for ghoul i'm just like yeah oh yeah the, and the thing that's cool though is like he has to have like some huge redemption arc coming up which i'm i'm like like or a villain for. arc it's what he can only go in one or that's the other i've seen people say that he's going to become a char like get a mask and become a char type oh, character. I mean, but we already have it. We already have a char. We can't we have, have two Prospera. chars. Too we many chars. Yeah, Prospera is already kind yeah, of the Prospera. What happened to Prospera? She was all like cute and bubbly. Oh my gosh. Or her husband. Wait, I, okay, so I don't know about y'all, but was episode it. zero in the first season or no? Yeah, it's a pro. It's like yeah. a prologue okay. to the. So first I didn't season. know if you guys watched it and then yeah. watched episode zero. Okay, so so I the whole time thought that this daughter was Aerie. Like I was like, yeah. oh, oh, you were supposed to think that. Yeah, yeah. They, they wanted then, to do that. The Prospero put her kid. I don't even know. I don't even know what happened. I was just like, I was literally like, oh, that she got is absorbed so into the Gundam yeah. beta net thing. Yeah. Did she do? Did she do a brain scoop like in, in Heavenly Delusion? Like, yeah, we don't really know. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and I'm working. like, this just is so not right. This this mm -hmm. this anime is just like it's so compelling because it's very different than Heavenly Del Heavenly Delusions. Like, I, I hate to like say this, but it's just like some sort sort of trip. Like, you're just like, what? What? I don't know what's going on yeah. with with Gundam. It's like just so real, which is funny because it's in this like you know crazy world with mecca and stuff but it's like the actions and plot like I, i'm just like this is life when there is like this much war and violence like people make really cutthroat awful decisions like this but yeah. you just to have it all happening so quickly and all compact is like it's just like very intense to watch you know yeah. well, and i love that this season that. has been so um uh it has not made any um secret of its criticisms about uh who profits from war yeah you know so, it's it's, it's yeah, yeah. The yes. companies, right? <laughs> right, yes. So someone earlier in the chat, they said, what's war partitioning? And fair question, because I didn't know either. And so I had to like look up like what is war partitioning? And um, in real world terms, it's basically the idea that they have all the different companies profit off creating weaponry for mm. wars. And Earth has basically been split up into a bunch of uh, territories and such or Maybe not Earth has. They're basically feeding weapons into this controlled war environment so they can profit off of the weaponry, but they keep them weak enough that they don't pose a threat to uh, the oh, better yeah, group. I when that's never happened in human history, especially. <laughs> I in know. That's probably just oh, 20, 23 years or so. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't threaten the Benerit group as a whole. So that's Shadik's whole deal is he's basically wanting to start leveling the playing field for Earthians. He's half Earthian as well. And he's, you know, been adopted by, by the man that's been raising him this whole time to be the heir to Grassley. That's, that's the uh, company faction. Right. And so his idea is like, he wants to consolidate power and then start funneling weapons to earth. So earth, the Earthians are actually, 
he's he kind of wants to start a cold war. He, so well, he wants to turn it into a real war, right? Yeah. Instead of just well, these little proxy wars that just allow the companies to make infinite money, mm-hmm. he wants to actually turn it into a conflict that can end. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of all of the people in charge just letting the poor the poor people kill each other forever uh, mm-hmm. while they just reap all the profits. He's like, well, if, it's, if we're going to make it a war, you know, we might as well let the other side fight back. And- so he wants to start actually selling uh, larger scale weapons to the Earthians so they could properly defend themselves. And then theoretically, they would still profit off of both because it would, I thought it was going to be more like a Cold War that wouldn't necessarily end, but it would stop one side from having a that's clear true, advantage. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's his goal right now. I did kind of want to talk because this is sort of the main point of this episode is the Spacians and the Earthian. So Nika's getting like the shit kicked out of her, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so Nika, what and why this is happening is like she she was working with the Earthians not entirely, she didn't agree with their methods, right? Um, what they were doing. You know, they infiltrated the school and killed a bunch of children and all that other kind of stuff. And she wasn't okay with that. So she decides to call an adult. But before the adults get to her, the Earthian, um, what would you call it? Cell? Yeah, that's what they have a name. What's their name? It's um, uh, Dawn. Dawn Fold? Fold of Dawn. Fold of Dawn. Fold it of doesn't Dawn? like make sense, really. Yeah, pretty sure it's it's either Dawn of Fold or Fold of Dawn. Dawn of Fold, maybe. Um, so they pull her aside and they start kicking the crap out of her, you know, for, for outing them. And because specifically the information that she gave the Benerit group people overseeing this has led them directly to where the splinter cell is on earth so they can kill all those earthians mm-hmm. and it just creates like an interesting who did the right thing i guess it's like this sort of moral conundrum like on the one hand what nika did is directly going to lead to directly leads to all the violence and and whatnot that we see happening on earth on the other hand sophia and noria you know were murdering terrorists right we're being terrorists at a school event in space but then, um, i mean even in this episode you see like those orphans are like mourning sophie like they're yeah. they're they're just like you know her death uh destroyed them mm-hmm. and so it's i mean and this is classic gundam right we're pretty much outside of the few people in power that are sort of uh, in charge of manipulating things for you know the soldiers on the ground like they have real relationships real bonds and when you know when their comrades die it you know to them it's not necessarily about like you know uh team a or team b it's about you know getting revenge right it's i mean it's yeah just like in vinland saga where it's like you can totally understand why all of the the um the students would be traumatized like choo-choo um mm-hmm. over what happened and like that's not good but then you can also understand why these earthians who have been you know, trapped in these little proxy wars for who knows how long. And they're living like in equivalent to like refugee camps. You yeah, know? I mean, like, they're, they're like the whole earth is like a bombed out husk, basically. Yeah, yeah. So it's just good. all at contact. You're like, okay, so maybe they shouldn't have started a widespread attack at this school, but the school itself is a symbol, right? It represents mm-hmm. the corporate um agenda that has destroyed their home and so the best way to bring attention to their cause and maybe disrupt uh 
what's happening to them is to attack it. But of course there are like casualties, kids who didn't have anything to do with anything who get caught up they on it. They bombed at school. Yeah. Like I was like, that's a war crime. Just, just like putting I, that out there. It's yeah, a war, it's a war crime. Like, hospitals and schools, you, you know, you don't not target. Okay. But, yeah. but, but, you know, the show even kind of planted the seeds where when we first met Choo Choo, you know, and like it showed all of the protests happening, right? Right. And yeah. not not that I'm in any way advocating for the bombing of schools or hospitals. No. But you can you can understand why after years, decades of trying to do it the right way, protesting, you know, pushing for changes in laws or whatever, and nothing has changed because the companies don't have any reason to, they're still making all their money. Yeah. You can understand how they would think, well, what can we do to actually send a message to actually. And they did attack the plant base first, right? Where Dell yeah. was. And that was, they tried to cover that up. So that also didn't work. I don't remember what the, the place where the dad was at, what that actually was. Was that just like a space station? I don't really remember. Something. So do y'all mind? I don't really understand Mm-hmm. like what the war is based on and like who's really at war and to be honest when they were fighting i i couldn't tell who was on what side sure i don't know if that's anyone else like because i'm not like you know i had to binge watch this so like mm-hmm. it was a lot to take in yeah yeah like, yeah the last episode like i didn't even i couldn't even tell the difference between the two mechs like you know what i mean okay, they both right to me so i didn't know if there was like things that i should know for someone hopping in like this is what the war is. These are the main players. Like, I understand all the characters, the kids and stuff yeah. like that, but I don't really understand, like, the war, like, who's involved with the war, and then, like, if there's a difference. I did notice that, obviously, the mechs looked, like, darker for the Earthians, but I really didn't, I really didn't know. The, and then the, also, I don't know where Ghoul, was Ghoul helping the Earthians, or what, who, I didn't even know what was going okay. on. So, so, Ghoul was taken prisoner by the Earthians. Yeah, but in the end, was, when he hopped in, was he trying to help yeah, he was trying to he was trying to save the girl. It was mostly was just to, to save just, the girl. He didn't care girl. about yeah, fighting. he didn't he just yeah. wanted okay. Because yeah. I was like, who is he taking a side right now? So okay, so yeah, why don't yeah. we just go to the A? Yeah, a so what I can as far as like the difference between the mechas, the the way that I found was easiest to tell them apart is that the uh Benerit group mechas, the Spacian mechas had like laser cannons and whatnot. Whereas the Earthian mechas did not have as advanced weaponry. So they were shooting what like looked guns. like machine guns and whatnot. Yeah. And they were, you know, driving the Jeep and shooting out of the back of the Jeep. Yeah. They they had more, what would probably be equivalent to like guerrilla style um, weaponry and whatnot. It wasn't as sophisticated. And that's on yeah. purpose because they're not getting the same access to the weaponry as the wealthy Spacians are. Because the mm-hmm. Spacians are controlling um the political system, the economy and everything on earth, which is why there's so much friction there. Um, so the Benerit group is like a, a giant space conglomerate, right? It's like, and within it are different corporations. So um, at my own detriment, you know, there's Katakawa, which is the, the large one. There's yeah. Anime News Network. There's Yen Press, there's J Novel Club, there's Spike Tune Soft, there's From Software. Those are all under Katokawa. So you have the Benerit Group, and then under them you have Grassley, which is um, Shadik's and that guy's uh, company. Mm-hmm. Um, Delling's Jeturk, which is Ghoul's, Ghoul's father's dad. group. Yeah. 
And then um, Delling's got his own smaller one, although he kind of is also the head of all of Benarit at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Prospera has her own. I don't yeah. remember what it's called either. So yeah. okay, those are all that. there. And they, in the first season, they spend a lot of time. And they're all trying- competing, right? Because yes. they're all like want to be like well, the best. They're, they're all yes. competing with each other, but they're also all united against Earth. Yes, okay, so they're all united yeah. against yeah. Earth, but you know they're all kind of vying with power within the group mm. as well. So, okay, so yeah. you like if Amazon probably... and Walmart and Google and Apple all joined forces and then started killing people with giant robots. Sure, yeah, that okay. actually I understand that. So then, so that's <laughs> the one side. Then who's the other side? It's the Earthians. Yeah, and just they're native Earthians, and so and they feel like they've been just put down. All the time. Yeah. 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 They're, I mean, because they're, they don't have any of the resources. Their planet's been blown to smithereens. Um, They don't have any like political or economic power whatsoever. I wouldn't be surprised if they're outsourced to like manufacture parts and stuff, sort of, sort of situation, but they're not Mm -hmm. getting any of the economic benefit. Um, So, yeah, we saw like in the first season that there's been like protests for the Spaceians to, like get off earth, like let them have uh, autonomy, things like that. So okay, that's where the constant it. like conflict stuff is coming from. Interesting. Yeah. What if Ghoul joins the Earthians? I would love for that to happen. I like, like as I much as I don't agree with, you know, the terrorism. No. Yeah, you know, I but... agree. But I like that, you know, they're like the underdogs and they're being yeah. like, you know, totally, you know, put down upon. And maybe that's something well, that he'd be able to relate to. So also, his, yeah. his dad is dead. Yeah, yeah, his dad's dead. His brother got smushed. Is his brother dead? I thought he was like in medical, like. But he's out of commission. He's out of commission, sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was the blue haired one, right? Yeah, Lala. Yeah. Not, not Elon. So no. I think he kind of looks like Elon, but he's but got Elon dark blue is hair. the youngest, right? I'm not sure if he's the youngest. But Elon, the three are brothers, right? No, Elon's yeah. not related to them. No, no, not I, Elon. What did you say? Yeah. Elon, oh, like, Elon, Elon was Elon related was. to them. No, no, he's Elon's not a Elon's just Turk. a competitor. He's yeah, just, he's just uh, a competitor. Yeah. Okay, like he's just... Um, he's with Peel... Uh, Nick put in there the name of their yeah, group is Peel. Okay, I, my bad. I thought that they were brothers for some reason. Their hair no, is... No. They've got some... Okay. Lauda yeah, and his brother has the dark blue hair. Yeah, I do remember like, that. Yeah, and then always like touching when yeah. um, Ghoul messed Very up, cool. the dad was like, the blue-haired guy is going to be like our rep at the school yeah. or something. You know, yeah. like or he's going to... I don't know. Basically... He's like, like he's basically... He's the one that's going to get the company because you're a failure and you suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but now that both his dad and his brother out of commission i feel like ghoul is maybe i feel like he's going to be the one that's going to join forces with uh gundarm or um with oh, prospera and... do you mm-hmm. think yeah and i feel like he's gonna they're gonna he doesn't have anyone him. to like advise him at this point now like there's no one older to kind of like talk to talk him through any decision and, he, and he's seen what happened like he's seen what the other you know he's seen what the companies are responsible for now he's seen firsthand like oh this is what we do. Mm-hmm. That's not. By the good. way, have you guys been to Gundam.info? Because it is the sickest site I've ever seen. <laughs> it's their official website. Yeah, dude, like it has like this amazing concept art. It tells their affiliation, their mobile suit, um, their name, and like data on them, and then you can see everybody else's like 
how they're connected. I guess you could um, say this yeah. is like wildly cool. Yeah, never underestimate uh, the the Gundam franchise's ability to collate information in wiki yeah. form. I'm actually going to go look at that because it's probably really helpful to like look at that right before watching the show. I'm if you literally, feel like it. I want to drop it in chat because it's it's like the Gundam info characters, and I because I was like, oh, I want more on Lada, and here I dropped it in our in our private chat and in the common chat. Um, but yeah, I'm like, this site is amazing like it's just it's every single character who's been in which mercury so far oh nice so, it's a good yeah. reference yeah i think uh the last thing we should probably touch on is quiet zero because we found out a little bit more about that although we still i don't think it's still clear exactly we really just kind of found out that um Meereen's dad the president delling has essentially been working to ultimately at least my understanding of it is that his goal is to actually end the, the forever war that yeah. the, the world is sort of mired in and that this quiet zero project was the way that he thought to do that. Um, I don't know because if he like still a has a soft spot for his dead wife, right? Cause yes. they said it was Niren's mom who came up with it first. Mm. And I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if her mom and Prospero were like close. I can you see. Know? Well, I, um, I, Oh god, for a second I just had a horrible thought of like what if what if me reading like Suleta is sisters or something? No. Um, <laughs> that would that'd make it real birdie wing. Although I think yeah. in Birdie Wing they actually in Birdie Wing they they moved away from that, actually. Yeah. That's they faked us they um, faked out on that. Yeah. But it was mostly just me ring going, I guess my dad sucks slightly less than I thought he yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> but he yeah. still sucks. Even even her um, sucks, even the guy I was like, no. Remember, I think not he wants dad. to see her do well. Like it's like when she, her whole company thing. Like he could have just been like, "You're an idiot," you know, which he kind of was. He was like, "You're an idiot," and then she came up and was just like, like humbled herself though. She's like, "I yeah. need you to believe in me," and then he was like, "All right, here you go." And he yeah. knew that what was, he knew what was going to happen if he he helped her, you know. And I think he. So I I mean like awful person but let's just, just say there's a little bit of humanity to I, yeah i think they're, they're trying to pull uh with delling it's a uh, uh stoic like kind of brusque dad yeah. type secretly moe for his wife and daughter sort of mm. thing but doesn't know how to show it kind of mm. kind of thing going on there I think it's, you know there there aren't any good billionaires but you can at least be a human billionaire and i think her dad is like the example of like he's trying to <laughs> yeah yes and nick's okay. fan theory is that prospera and Mirren's mom were together in college but it didn't yeah. work out which... we'll get like a we'll get a whole like um uh oh what's that what's that uh super melodramatic um dear brother we'll get a whole dear brother but set in Gundam universe between Prospera and Meereen's mom. That'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, LFR says Delling was also the main actor behind destroying Prospera's family and life work, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Maybe he was jealous over, over yeah. the competition. Yeah. yeah. That was wild. The first, the prologue. It was, was like, like a coup, like, basically. Like they just kind of like went in yeah, there, like, like, we're yeah, just yeah, killing all of you. So that was like one of the groups, right? And then for some reason they just decided to eliminate that group. Maybe they just like scrap the group just like it's because there's this ongoing uh uh at the time it showed that the Gundam or Gundarm technology was fatal 
or debilitating to the pilots. Because yeah, it's sickness, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so they just sh- basically shut it down, but also killed all the people who were working on it. Yeah, so that, that was the, intense. I was just like- so the technology, I think, couldn't get out. But Prospera and um, not Soleta, but her sis, Ari, um, escaped in the Gundam. And then it's sort of implied that Ari was able to like kind of mind meld with it. And then maybe at some point was <laughs> in there and is That's still. Wonder. Yeah. I think that the mom figured out like a way for a human to survive in there is if there's like a human who's the Gundam. So yeah. Someone has to sacrifice like their vessel to have mm-hmm. it house a vessel, which mm-hmm. means someone's dying. Yeah. <laughs> so very, that very technology yeah. not okay, right? Because it's like, and that's the only way that her Suleta is able to be in there and not get that like radiation or whatever is because it's not it's a human vessel when it and it's not this like machine vessel. I mean, I'm assuming that yeah. this totally I think I'm I think you're pretty that. close. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what's going on. I'm also still convinced that Prospera had like uh the same kind of surgery thing that Elon had, and that's why her face mm. doesn't look like her old face. That makes sense because I'm like, this is a completely different person. Yeah, brown yeah, the brown hair and, and I think her voice is even different. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna the I wonder thing. if they're gonna pull mission impossible at some point and there's gonna be like multiple characters who are secretly other characters and have been the whole time <laughs> no don't no that would make my brain explode like Irene's mom didn't actually die she just faked her death and yeah i don't know and, and now dude, she's Elon's first dude dying i was like no the second dude sucks i'm already like you can go. <laughs> <laughs> did he die did the second one die or he, he no. proudly sucks like, yeah, yeah. He, he was like, I ain't like, dying for this. Like, screw that. Like, went over did he it. really? Did he just bail? Yeah. yeah. Well, I forgot. I, mean, I remember something with the second he, one. He didn't go into weird. full Gundam mode because if he did, it would potentially kill him. And he's like, I'm not dying for this. He's stupid. <laughs> like, come yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. During the school attack. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elon uh, 3.0 sucks. Like, I didn't change my freaking face to just die in some random battle mid season. Can he say that verbatim? I think no, but I mean, can he say something like I didn't lose? I didn't like give it my. He did, he did say I didn't change my face to, yeah. to just die like this. I remember oh, reading okay. that and I was like, I mean, that's fair. I'm not a fan of this one. I don't like this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, chat last week, they referred to Elon Prime, Elon Four or something is what the one that died and then yeah. and then elon fuck boy elon which is the one that's currently running yeah fuck boy elon for sure yeah he's like so weird and like he's so like weird. i'm sure i can seduce soleta and like you can't seduce seleta doesn't know she doesn't i don't need that's, not how, that's not how you get no she's too sheltered she doesn't understand yeah. what you're doing she's not her, her head would explode <laughs> yeah not susceptible yeah. to your charms she just wanted to go. Now, if you maybe date. help her check off a bunch of items on her list, then yeah. that would be. Yeah. Who's, yes, Sula is very much an acts of service person. Yeah, yes. Not yeah. a physical touch. Yeah. <laughs> Get that love language stuff in there, guys. Yeah, I'm like, it's okay. What, what's the name of the silver haired girl, the princessy girl? Uh, Mirin. Yeah, Mirin. Uh, yeah. Mirin is like so smart and like so scary at times. And like I feel like because of her past, she 
doesn't really know how to like express herself well but like she really does care about suleta but it's yeah. like sometimes i'm like i don't know if i like you but then like <laughs> she has these moments where i'm like okay like when she was super vulnerable and like she's yeah. after her and stuff like that i was like okay you're just very much an avoidant you know what i mean like, yeah. like, this is like an avoidant like trying to come to terms with like being emotional and stuff like right. that so yeah what are you sad about james Oh, well, I was just saying that I really love those interactions that they had near the end of that first season. And I'm a little sad that we just, that they're basically completely split up for this part of the story that they're kind of. Yeah, I, I hope that they join back up and have a much needed conversation about what happened in the finale when Saleta just splatted a dude yeah. all over her. They haven't talked since then. So yeah, haven't really had time to haven't been able to process it too much yeah no yeah let's see someone yeah. just said jackie's is like a lot i was like yeah it's a millennial filler word it's Leave like us alone. so like true <laughs> like oh my god i'm yeah, me with a spoon yeah <laughs> Brody to know. the max it's because i think i have such bad add i think faster than um i can put words out so that i'm just like 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 because i'm trying to like create space yeah. your, your my, brain moves faster my, than yeah my brain's moving so fast so i'm like my words don't come out as fast as like everything's processing anyway in case you want that explanation um overall i'm very happy with the season i need to watch uh demon slayer get caught up on demon slayer someone was like jackie why haven't you watched hell's paradise i did watch the first episode i thought it was really fun but it was very formulaic to me it was just like we've seen the whole motley crew get together and you know, you know, so it was just like, I, what I, is this? Some kind of hell's paradise? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel very attached to any of the characters. And I fell asleep during the first episode of Demon Slayer. I fell asleep in the first well, episode. Well, the first episode of Demon Slayer was bad. So that is not, um, that is, is it gotten better? Because I got to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, well, it depends on how you define better. If you like a lot of really dumb jokes, then yes. Um, there's also some sexy beefcake demons that uh, sprang out of an ugly demon's head. So that's also the baby. Cool. Thing? The no, the guy with the, the big fat baby. I don't know. No, he's still him. around. The guy with the eyeball. No, he's yeah, still I hate no, that guy. He's terrible. The guy with the um, the big old like boil or bump on his head. Uh, turns oh, out the tangy guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you decapitate him, he splits off into a bunch of uh, himbos. And then they, and they I haven't watched the latest pictures. episode, so this is news yeah. to me. This is intriguing, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I, I wanted to maybe check out Mashal, but like now I'm just kind of like, I already have all these that I'm watching, so I'm just kind of like, eh. the animation's pretty mid for Mashal too. Like, is it? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say for Hell's Paradise, try episode two because there's a really good action sequence in there where Ooh. the guy starts like tearing people's faces in half and stuff. But I haven't watched episode three yet. But episode two really like kicks it up yeah and he's a wife guy you gotta you know, respect a wife guy yeah i'm like I, I maybe will i definitely think like um vinland saga is my favorite so far then i put gundam witch and then i put heavenly delusion but those three are like all really strong oh Shikoku had a pretty good uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. i haven't watched the second episode um second episode is pretty good so good the ending of Oshinoko was so good. I found the beginning really. I was like almost like gonna turn it off, but then everyone said the ending was so good. So I was like, well, let's get to the ending. And the ending delivered, but then I was kind of like, 
That was a lot. Also, James, my James boyfriend, bounced off. My boyfriend uh, really I, had I'm, I'm the I'm the weird one that didn't like that first episode very much, but I can oh, see no. why people like it. I just I I I I have a um whenever anything that is usually 20 minutes decides to be 90 minutes, I feel like it has something to prove. And I, I don't know if that episode proved it to me. So it wasn't bad, yeah. but I was, I, I, I got really bored. Um, I got really bored in the beginning. Like I'll hundred percent give you that. Also, my boyfriend really had a problem with like an adult gynecologist having like this major crush on <laughs> a 16 year old. He doesn't watch anime. So he was like, I, this is, wrong like yeah, the, the things wrong. that we the I, things I that we just like, sort of like take it take we were like oh whatever that's just anime. that's what i was like i was like it's anime it's anime he's like how are you justifying this I was like, <laughs> i'm not i'm not justifying it it's really not okay i'm like but yeah. like we so you're not gonna watch anime. made in abyss with him then is the moral yeah the oh my god gonna... i can't even imagine yeah you'd be like this is so wrong what's wrong with you why are we here <laughs> before uh before we wrap up uh equi equistay Asked if we've watched Osama ranking, sir. We have watched so much ranking of kings. Ranking uh, of kings is yeah. great. Um, I yeah. haven't caught up with it. It's okay. The, yeah, the new season is side stories, so they're like they all take place in between episodes from the first season. Uh, IMO, the first two episodes are just okay. Like they're yeah. they're cute, but they're it's cute. not adding any kind of meat to anything. I'll let you know as soon as they get to like Oaken and the underworld kingdom i was just gonna say so, when they get there's to gotta open, be at least gotta one episode about, about that there's gotta be unless they just put it in the opening sequence to like tease me personally i feel like there's gonna eventually be an episode that like no, we gotta see Oaken's fall. we gotta see him yeah. just fall apart like i just i have to I, i'll love that you mm -hmm. i think you told me it was good though because you messaged me on discord and we're like tell me when you watch the, the newest ranking of kings so i was like oh god is it good but it's was not. that me are you sure yeah, it was me it was you. oh well, you I mean, you're like, tell me when you watch the new ranking. It's of good. Kings. I, ranking yeah. of Kings, we're, we're judging on a curve. I mean, yeah, a, a mid episode yeah. of Ranking of Kings is like yeah. better yeah. than most anime around. But the weird spirit to... animals come back in episode two. They don't make any more sense, but they do come back. <laughs> like, if you remember Jackie, the episode where Boji met the Forest King and they did a dance, and then a weird cloud came down from the sky and started spitting animals out of it into the forest. Oh my gosh, I do remember that episode. And yeah. then the the crazy king guy was kind of insinuated that maybe he'd eat Boji and then Boji like runs away with Kage. Um, anyway, you know, that was it never was really never referenced again. I mean, yeah, the, I know, the, king was, the king was yes. referenced again yeah. because we find out he like went mad after he got uh, a treasure from by coming number one king and that King Bo was his son. But we don't know anything about the weird cloud monster that spits animals into the forest. Like, that's never touched on again. Anyway, that kind of comes back in episode two of Treasure Chest of Courage. Uh, I still can't tell you what's up with them. But they are back in that episode. And Boji, like, kind of runs around with them in this oasis in the desert that may or may not have been real. It's have they dubbed ranking really surreal. or no? Yeah. They yeah. Uh, Sun Wan Cho is Kage. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I was like I might wait till the, for the side stories. It just comes out all dubbed, and then I'll yeah. just like watch in the background. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Unless you tell me, you know, Oaken comes and has this amazing story that like must be seen immediately, and he like sings a song or something, and yeah. like birds land on his fingers. And I mean, we already knew that he was kind of like a Disney princess, but he was like a prince, and he right. was 
perfect and he definitely sang and animals just like clamored around him and then he had that awful uh, curse. yeah uh, and then he was just like animals is that giant two-headed snake what do you think he looks like now underneath do you think he still looks like oaken underneath or is no. it like just oh, like some zombified like no, probably not i think he probably right. looks pretty gross or is he like, <laughs> a skeleton or like, like sucks blood out of rats and stuff yeah. you know i don't, probably... I don't think it looks good underneath. what if he doesn't have any teeth he could have like no teeth and just I think like, he's like zombie i think it yeah. looks like nosferatu that's gonna be my guess yeah. looks oh, like talking about that i finally caught it caught up on my hero academia and i did not know stain really didn't have a nose he doesn't like, have I a nose he Jackie. covered it up but like no. legit we saw him out of the prison and he had like yeah he's got I a skeleton like, nose oh, dude, stain really doesn't have a nose <laughs> yeah i wasn't just giving you shit I, just, I thought it was just like it was you know some anime he was like krillin of, you know, like, just oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, they just didn't draw his nose on. No, he, they legit sliced off at like, some point. Yeah, and I was like, damn. So he's still my favorite. I was so happy <laughs> to see him. He, I was talking to to um All Might, and he was like, You little like get your together. He was just like, yeah. I, I did not break out of here. And we're like, after like, you know, because like the greatest thing about stain is like stain just wants goodness, you know? And so like, he loves All Might too, or like, you know, admired and like wanted to see All Might succeed. But actually, that whole, My Hero Academia is kind of like, like warm for the last few seasons. Didn't he try to kill Yana? He did, yeah. D did he kill his brother? He he really, he like took away his ability, I think, to be a, Super uh, a hero anymore. Like maimed yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Stain then what was the thing you said just Stain a minute ago pretty, that like he just awful. wants like hold on. Love you something? like knives. You like knives. So I'm not gonna listen to this. I'm okay. not gonna listen to this. You defended okay. knives. Who's okay. like no? Okay. The problem, it's a problematic boyfriends podcast. Yeah, yeah, problematic boyfriends podcast. Problematic anime boyfriends. That should be one of let should be like a side podcast. Let's do too. that next week. James, yeah, bring yeah. your problematic boyfriends and we will we will rank. Oh my gosh, I've got lots of problematic boyfriends. That's fine. Both oh, real and not I'm real. Ready. I could do a top 20 list to be honest. I'll have to, I'll have anyway. to dig I'll have to dig through. Would, yeah. would, would Toji count? Is he problematic? Toji. Toji. Uh, not Toji. Not Toji. Um uh who from what anime? What anime? No, uh, Kaji. Wait, oh my god. I'm I'm the Shadow Ava? No, yeah, Ava. Yeah, Ava yeah, yeah. Kaji. You know, Kaji. Thank you. Misato's yes. boyfriend. Yes, there's Toji and there's Kaji. Kaiji. Oh, Kaji's Kaji's the problematic boyfriend. And he is a problematic boyfriend. He's definitely up there. He's yeah. he's amazing though. He's he's amazing. <laughs> we need to actually do this because I'm just is it problematic like, boyfriends or is it just like dirtbag boyfriends? He's a dirtbag. That's, that's true. I mean, because the dirtbag's kind of the appeal, right? Like that's yeah. It's not pro it's not problematic. I can fix him. Reagan Reagan could be a problematic boyfriend as yeah. well because Reagan's yeah. not really. He's kind of a. But he's also. I mean, he's not anyone's boyfriend though. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have a friend who has a full like tattoo of Reagan. Shout out to Lisa. I've seen to it. Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, when I was it, I'm making a really goofy ass face too. He's like, "Yeah, I know." I'm like, "I don't get the Reagan." I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. If I'm getting anyone tattooed on me of a problematic boyfriend, it's Grim Jow, 100. Like, so I can just look at that beautiful face all the time and just be like, "Hey, 
Does he have a whole face? We need to like really Dude, get have into you this seen jacket. Out? He is like literally physical perfection. He's like got a million dollar smile. He has like a 12 pack and he's got like hair that's like perfectly slicked and like a little piece of hair that I just, just thought like, he had like right a, a jawbone thing. Is he that, did. Is, he's is an exceptional jaw, which is only enhanced by his jawbone bleach piece. I'm like, okay. Does that come you? off or is that literally his jaw though? I just don't know. I th- it's only half of his jaw. The other okay. side's normal. So he has a bad. Can, can he like? Can he we pop all have it a off bad or... side, Lindsay. There, okay. you know, this okay. isn't my greatest side. This one's not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry, I made this podcast like thirty minutes longer than. It's all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, come back next week for more problematic boyfriends and Gundam and Heavenly Delusion. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good night. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.